What's up, everybody? This is Toby, and you're listening to the Diverse Podcast, where I sit down with candidates, employers, and entrepreneurs to share their stories and best advice. I'm the founder of Diverse, which is a careers platform supporting underrepresented young professionals and helping them find roles with inclusive employers. Head over to wearediverse.io for the latest opportunities and free resources. Subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts, and find us on YouTube at We Are Diverse as well. Hope you enjoy this episode. Cool. Welcome to another episode, everyone. Uh, this time I'm sat down with Elizabeth Osborne, who's on the marketing graduate scheme at Warner Media. So uh, welcome, welcome. Why don't you start by giving us a quick background uh, and let us know what you do, and then we'll dive into the application process. Thanks for having me, Toby. Um, I'm Elizabeth Osborne, as you've mentioned. I'm currently on the marketing partnerships graduate role for Warner Media, specifically Warner Brothers. And I'm a recent graduate from Loughborough University. I studied communications and media studies. So that's just a little bit about me. Yeah. Brilliant. And I'm, I'm super happy for you because um, we've been war- working with Warner Media uh, for some time and uh, we've had quite a few graduates join their teams. And it just seems like a fabulous place to work. So I'm, I'm personally excited and a little bit jealous, to be honest. <laughs> um, but why don't you share, you know, first of all, why Warner Media? So what was it about them that uh, got you really excited to apply and, and, and ultimately work there? Yeah, so there's not that many um, sort of film companies or television companies generally that have graduate roles, especially for marketing or like comms and PR and the more sort of creative side of things. Um, So initially I was kind of just looking for those sort of roles. But then when I stumbled across Warner Media and what they were doing, I was just very excited because, I mean, their content is great. Um, it's just stuff that I've grown up watching, whether it's films or like television shows from since I was younger. So I was just really excited to be part of a company like that. And I think for me, working for a company that actually excites me, genuinely interests me, is where I know that I produce my best work. So when I saw those roles, I was like, yeah, I definitely need to apply because it just looks like it'd be something right up my street. Yeah, and I think this is something to bear in mind for a lot of students and, and grads, right? Like you can set a really high bar for yourself in terms of working at sort of really cool, exciting places. You don't need to uh, settle at all and, and sometimes think about, you know, your childhood or what you enjoy in your pastimes. And, you know, why not try and find a career that's actually in that space? Because as you said, you know, you're more likely to enjoy that role and stay with that company for the long term. So I think that's that's fantastic that you've been able to do that so early in your career. Um, so, yeah, let's dive straight in then to the application process, you know, the steps you had to go through um, and I'll jump in and ask you some questions. But yeah, really eager. I guess there's going to be lots of people listening now that are keen to get a job at Warner Media, So they want to figure out how to do that. So tell <laughs> us about the application process. So the application process, um, I think initially you actually were the person who triggered that off for me because um, you did share the roles with me at Warner Media. So from there, I sort of had a look at them. There were so many roles that did sort of catch my eye. But one thing I did do was just make sure that I actually looked through at the job responsibilities and the skills that they were requiring, because a lot of the roles can look quite similar on paper, but in reality are quite different. Um, and especially because of the experiences that I had during my placement year, I feel like I was able to make more of an educated choice as to which roles would be more suited for me. So after doing that, um, the first step of the application process was your standard CV. Um, I can't remember if there was a cover letter or not, 
but there were a few questions that they did ask you um almost sort of not essay-based questions but they did require you to have sort of an extensive response to them um i think there was about four or five depending on the role that you were applying for so i just made sure to fill that out um i did edit my cv because i think i got into the habit of editing my cv for sort of every role that i was applying for because i think it does actually make a difference um so once that was submitted off it did actually take quite a while for me to get any sort of feedback at first. And then I was invited for a video interview where there was, I think, four or five preset questions. Um, and it was an experience that I've had before. I've done quite a few video interviews, so it wasn't too foreign for me. Um, but in preparation for that, I did make sure to do quite a lot of research because I think a video interview and your final interview are kind of the same in terms of, for me, the preparation you would do. So I made sure that I researched the actual role that I was doing and just had a good understanding of what that was, because I think if you don't even know what your the role that you're going to be doing is, it's going to be hard for you to actually answer questions specifically and show off why you are the best candidate for the role. Uh, so I made sure to do that. I made sure to research the company because I think you can take for granted, especially with big companies, that you think, oh, yeah, you know, I know everything about the company, but there's so much more than what meets the eye. So I made sure to do that. Um, try and, I tried to also find out what they were working on currently, um, just to see if there was any sort of ways I could make any links between what they were doing now. Um, and I also made sure to sort of align my skills, my attributes, my experiences with what they were looking for. So again, I really studied their job description and the skills they were looking for because I think it just makes your life a lot easier if you know that you know what, for each sort of responsibility or each task that I'm given, I genuinely have an example or I can showcase why I am the best for this job. Um, so I made sure to do that. And with the video interview, it was actually quite enjoyable. Um, I think you'll find with a lot of these types of companies, they tend to ask you um, some questions that are a bit more out of the box than your typical interview questions. So one question I was asked was, if there was someone who was to play me in the movie of my life, who would it be and why? And that's a question you can't really prepare for, but I think they sort of do it to find out your personality and what you're like. Um, and if you're genuinely interested in the industry, which I think is a good one. Um, I love so, that question. Who, yeah. who is your answer? So I picked Viola Davis just because I think she's an incredible, incredible actress. I think her performances are always so passionate and so raw and another sort of tip I'd give everyone is that when I was answering that question that was genuinely like my response but I also made sure to link that into my own personality so I said that the passion that she displays in her work is also something that I carry with me when I do um, my task and my work as well so I think just another little tip yeah just to sort of make sure you always link back to why you are the best. Um, I like that a lot I think I'd go with Michael B. Jordan would be my choice because he's got the looks, I think, to sort of match me. Yeah. And uh, he's got that the swag as well. So <laughs> let's go with Michael B. Jordan. But you didn't ask me, so, so carry on. Good choice. And then from there, um, I was contacted about the final stage interview, which was with my now manager, um, the girl who's actually doing my role at the time. And we work quite closely with an agency. So um, one of the managers from the agency was also present for that. Um, and then it lasted about 14 minutes, roughly, where I was asked a number of competency based questions. 
I was asked about my experiences. I was asked about um, my CV and also towards the end, a few sort of random questions as well. I think one thing you can expect is just to be asked a bunch of random questions. So I think my now manager asked me what my favorite sandwich was, which isn't something you'd expect. But I think, again, I think they're very keen to understand the kind of person you are and get to know you a little bit more. So just be yourself is what I'd say, because yeah, there's there's nothing else you can do really. Yeah, I absolutely love that though, because you know, that's so fitting to their culture and their, and we'll talk a little bit about the role and your experience there as well. But, you know, they're a sociable team. They like to, you know, talk about the movies they watch, I guess, and TV shows and really get to know the person throughout the application process. Yeah. So that must be, it makes it a little bit more fun and probably makes it a little bit more relaxed um, and hopefully enjoy the process. And I think that's really good because that's, that's the way you're going to perform at your best. Yeah. Um, so I'm keen to sort of jump around a little bit and get, get some more tips and understand what you've done sort of really well in each of those stages I guess you know in the in the first part in the written application element I think you already sort of suggested it but what they really like I feel is is being really specific in each of the applications so if they've got a lot of roles that you think maybe look similar in reality they're, they're not mm-hmm. so you need to take your time and tailor your answers to each role right and tailor your CV as well to the position so I guess straight from the off you're, you're kind of making sure to get away from any sort of copy and pasting and you know which other people might do and then be surprised why they didn't get you know to the next stage whereas you sort of took a bit of time and made it as specific as you could right to to warner definitely because like i've literally mentioned before and like you just echoed um there's so many roles that look similar but in reality are very, very different. And I think sometimes you might realise that your skills are more suited to one or the other role. So I think it's just important about just looking at yourself and what you enjoy doing, what you think you're good at doing. And even if there's certain things or certain responsibilities that you might not have embarked on before, just sort of doing the extra research to find out what is this actually involved? Um, Because you'd be surprised how much information you could honestly find out. Um, And also, this isn't something that I did. However, if I felt like I really just didn't have any sort of clue about any of the roles, it's probably worthwhile maybe contacting someone who's currently in the role, someone who's worked in the role before, just on LinkedIn, just to have a quick chat with them, just to ask them a few questions about how they found the role and what it actually involves, because I think that can go a long way for sure. Absolutely. I think that's that's great advice. And I think they also really value, and and they mentioned it uh, previously, you know, mentioning specific TV shows, movies or brands of theirs that you're familiar with that really resonate with you. Um, that 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 it really helps to come across your so show across your passion for them and as, as an organization, right? Because anyone can kind of write a general ap- application. Only you can say, you know, you grew up watching, you know, Rick and Morty or whatever it is, and that you know really excited you because of X, Y, and Z, and that's part of the reason why you want to work here, right? Like that ultimately is what we're trying to get to. I feel with applications is is trying to make it as unique and as possible to you, right? So that you really stand out. And equally, you know, do that in the interview because that's going to help you, you know, start smiling and and show your passion and all that kind of thing. So what what do you think you did well in the interview stage? You mentioned you did some research and that you prepared for the video interview stage, almost like it was, you know, the final round interview. So what kind of things were you researching? What did you want to know going in? 
So I think I wanted to know a bit more about my role specifically and what sort of campaigns and partnerships they'd worked on before, because I think especially for my role, it's something that if you're not really involved in the industry or have a lot of knowledge about the industry, you sort of are aware that these things happen, but you don't really think, oh, there's actually people behind it who make these things happen and who make these partnerships happen. So I think for me, it was really important to understand what is marketing partnerships? How does it kind of work? And to sort of find examples of previous marketing partnerships, just so that it'd be good contextual knowledge for myself, um, but it would also help me to just answer other questions because I have an understanding of what the role would involve um, and how I could be of best in the team and, you know, going forward. So I made sure to do a lot of that. I also made sure to just be myself. I think it's really it's almost cliche to say it but genuinely being yourself is just so important because when you are yourself and you show how passionate you genuinely are about the role and about the company it comes across and you don't come across pretentious or as if you know you're just doing this because of an interview I think it's very easy to sense that sort of energy from someone um, especially because my interview was virtual so I think because I didn't have that sort of experience of being in the office and actually meeting everyone face to face I think on screen it's it's important to yeah just show that you're passionate and to try and be as relaxed as possible even though it is a bit difficult you might be a bit nervous um, and another thing that I'd say is just again matching up your skills and your experience with what they're looking for and you know the daily responsibilities that you'll be tasked with so I made sure to do that because I was I was quite confident in the sense that I knew that I'd done some of the things before that they were requiring and even some of the things that I knew that I hadn't embarked on before, I knew that based on the skill set that I had, I genuinely was a good fit for the role. So I think it's making sure to express that at every given opportunity. Um, it's, it's something I've been saying a lot, but honestly, just make sure you hammer it home because, yeah, no one can be your biggest cheerleader apart from yourself, I guess. So it's important to do that. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really important point. And you want to make it easy as possible for the employer, right? You, you don't want them to have to make all the links and try to listen to what you say and then come to a conclusion as to why that will make you really good. You should just spell it out for them. Mm. And, you know, don't be sh shy about repeating it or, you know, having having a bit of confidence to back up what, what you're saying. I think that's really valuable. And yeah, come into the table with examples. So if you look at a job description, Often I feel like you can tell roughly the kind of competency questions they're probably going to ask yeah. because if you look at the requirements for the role, that those are the things that you need for the position, right? So they're going to, if they mention analytical skills, they're probably going to want examples to back that up. And that's the best way to answer a question really, to give concrete, you know, and really like specific um, examples. So yeah, it sounds like you did, obviously you did brilliantly well throughout the, the process. I'm not sure you really needed any help from, from me or my community, but, you know, <laughs> I'll give you the chance to let me know if we were of, of any help. So, you know, how, and, and this can maybe help us better serve candidates as well in the future. So what were some of the things that you found, if anything, valuable from, uh, from us and our community? I think it was really valuable just to chat to you before my interview, because I think we spoke a few days before my interview. And I think I was doing so much preparation, but you never really know if what you're doing is along the right lines or if you're really prepared enough. 
Um, so chatting with you was great because I think you sort of helped me to know that, you know what, I'm actually on the right lines and I need to just continue doing what I'm doing. And it was good to sort of have a confidence boost or a vote of confidence from someone else, um, because I think sometimes you can get in your head about these things. Um, so having you to speak to and just chat through the whole process. Um, and also, I think the point you made about doing your research and understanding what the role was, was, was something that I'd looked at briefly, but I hadn't really looked at in as much detail as I did eventually. And I think you really pushed me in that direction, which was good because it did actually, a question relating to that did actually come up. And I was like, you know what, I'm prepared. I can fully answer this question. Um, so I think it was really, really helpful to just know that I had your community there just as a support. Um, and even initially contacting me about the roles at Warner Media was, was great as well. So yeah, definitely definitely was a great help. Fantastic yeah that, that's really good to hear and uh, often you know you look at the role for a while and you read it and you, th you think you get it in your head but it's a whole nother thing talking it through with, with someone so you know Warner Media is one of our top top partners so if anyone is keen to, to work with them then we can kind of help you through the application process um, but if, you, if you're not able to do that if it's for another employer you know find a friend and really just talk it through with them and see, oh, can I explain this job and what it's going to be like on a day-to-day -day basis with, with a friend? Because I think that can help so much. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate that. Let's talk a little bit about your experience there so far then. So you've been there for what, a, a little over a month now, so not, not too long or a couple of months. Um, how's it been? Uh, tell us about any of the cool things you've been getting up to. As I said, I'm jealous because you've probably <laughs> been on lots of uh, movie sets and that kind of thing. What's it been like so far? So, so far, I just can't believe it's gone so quickly. Honestly, I've just been there for just over a month now. And I feel like I've learned a lot in such a short amount of time. Um, I have been working remotely. So it's been interesting to sort of get to know people and find out how, you know, different teams work and how I sort of slot into that. So it's been definitely an experience, um, but I've enjoyed a lot of it so far. So working within marketing partnerships, I do get to work with other brands, other external brands, as well as obviously within Warner Brothers. So it's been interesting to see how the two sort of align and how I'm and my role is, uh, is very instrumental in making sure that we are you know, having successful partnerships and that is in turn, you know, promoting our films and our titles, you know, to the best ability possible. Um, and I've had the chance to host a few screenings for some of our partners, which has been really exciting because it's meant that I've actually been able to go into the office, go into the screening rooms and just have a look around. Um, and it's also been quite good in terms of just getting me stuck into the role, um, because I think with the handover, I had a great handover um, from my predecessor. She was great. And my team have been really welcoming and very helpful. But nothing can really help you as much as getting stuck in and actually taking responsibility um, and carrying out various tasks. So hosting those screenings for me was definitely a massive learning curve. But I think I'm glad that I got straight stuck into it because I think going forward now, I know what I'm doing and I'm more confident in that. Um, and it's also a lot of fun as well. I mean, I get to watch movies for free <laughs> as part of my job, so I really can't complain. But yeah, it's been a massive learning curve um, and I still have so much more to learn, but definitely looking at some of the titles we have coming up next year. So for example, Batman is a massive one that we're, we're working towards. So that should be very exciting, very busy at the same time, but yeah, sounding all good. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are trying to 
hitting that refresh button and trying to apply right now because um, it is just cool things you get to get involved in. I actually watched that because you mentioned you you went to the screening for Space Jam, right? Um, I actually went to watch that at the weekend, actually. Um, really enjoyed it. I'm a big basketball fan. <laughs> and a big LeBron fan. I was, uh, it was basically just me and a load of families there. So yeah. <laughs> I did stand out a little bit, but um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that one as well. Like, wh- why don't you also explain um, a little bit about the marketing partnerships position specifically then? So give us a couple examples of the type of partnerships you'd be working on, because I think generally when people look at a load of marketing roles, they think they're kind of the same, mm-hmm. but partnerships is has a few nuances. And actually that was one of my, last roles that I did before um, starting this uh, this community. So I've got my perspective on it as well, but I'd love to hear kind of some examples so that people can kind of really understand what, what it means on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, so marketing partnerships, we sort of seek to promote our titles um, through different brands, external brands, to audiences that maybe might not, um, you know, see our sort of bigger, more traditional marketing campaigns and just to increase awareness really. Um, So, and this can take the form of several different types of partnerships and no brand is really off limits. I think it depends on the title that we're promoting. Um, So for the Suicide Squad, for example, we've actually done a partnership with Smashbox, which is a cosmetics brand. And you would traditionally think all Suicide Squad and makeup. However, there is a really nice synergy with the two companies. So with that, for example, I think that's a a nice, clear example of how we've taken a well-known title. I think people know about Suicide Squad, but sort of taking it to the next level beyond your typical billboard or television campaigns and just working with them, whether it be on social channels, whether it's through events, um, just to sort of increase awareness and get people knowing about our titles. Um, Another one that I can mention is Space Jam and Foot Locker. I know they had a PR event, um, we did a few screenings for them. Um, And that is, yeah, another example of I think because Foot Locker really lent itself quite well to Space Jam um, in terms of like the trainers and stuff. So it was a nice link there. And yeah, so I think with marketing partnerships, it's an interesting one because you're not just focused on working on your own titles or your own films. Um, It's much more broader than that. You have to take into consideration other brands and how they work and what would work best for them. So it's almost like within the company, you're a spokesperson for the external brands, but also outside of the company, you're a spokesperson for, you know, the company that you work for. So in this case, Warner Brothers. So I think the main thing to take away from this is that you need to find like a nice medium ground um, between the two and yeah just sort of do your best to liaise with both parties to ensure for a successful partnership where both parties are happy with what's being offered and yeah that's that's probably the main thing that I'd say. Yeah no really good explanation and I um, I enjoyed it a lot I think it's quite cool because so I did it while I was at um, working across BT and EE and we would partner with Google and Amazon and uh, Apple and organizations like that who have products and services that use you know the the e-mobile network or the BT broadband network and just as you explained there the reason for that is it, it's a lot more sort of authentic you know so like you've got people who are already fans of you know trainers and basketball and now you've got a basketball movie yeah. you know it's a great way to sort of hit that that demographic that audience in an authentic way rather than just plastering it on a billboard or something so and and I found it's quite cool because not only do you get the experience of your business you get to learn about 
another business that you're working with to promote a product or a service or whatever. So lots of lots of benefits to to marketing partnerships. And you have to be able to sort of liaise with a client or, or a partner in a way. But then, as you say, represent them internally. So there's always like an, a fine balance and you always have to sort of stand up for the partner in the room and, and that sort of thing. So really, really interesting, interesting role. Um, so what I wanted to, to touch on as well is, you know, I think there'll be there'll be a lot of people that are listening now, keen to get jobs, keen to get grad schemes. And it's not always easy because, you know, th- there's fewer roles available than there are, you know, graduates. Right. So um, it, it can be tough. What I found talking to you throughout your experience was just your confidence and you kind of that composure that you had all the way through and you just really didn't seem like rattled in any way. So I, I was kind of curious, like how what, what led you to sort of feel that way and, and gave you that confidence? And what would you say to anyone listening who might be um, struggling after receiving some uh, application rejections in, in the past? I think for me, the thing that really helped, especially applying for graduate roles and graduate jobs, was my placement year experience. So during my placement year, I actually worked at NBC Universal. And because the experiences I had there were quite similar in terms of some of the responsibilities that I had, and I knew that culturally that um, NBC Universal and Warner Media were quite similar, I think it kind of put me at ease because I felt as if I knew what I was getting myself into a little bit which was really good because I had that confidence that I can do this because I've done this before so I think this time around it was definitely very very instrumental um and it was yeah having that placement year experience even now I can see how much has benefited me in my day-to-day role um because especially as a graduate you kind of have a handover and you are guided a little bit but more most of the time you're sort of left to figure things out and to sort of get on with things um, and I think it's quite easy to be panicked or to feel overwhelmed but because I know that I've been through a similar experience before and I've learned so much I've used what I've learned in my role now um, and even with the small things like how to deal with people who might be a bit difficult or when there's sort of tight deadlines and sort of chasing for things and making sure things are done I'm able to conduct myself in an appropriate manner because I've learned how to along the way Um, and I'm still currently learning now but I think having that experience before even graduating helped massively because I sort of yeah had a heads heads up into what I was getting myself in for so that was really really helpful Um, and another thing that I'd say is I think it's just important to just know yourself and know the skills that you possess because beyond my placement year I think there's been a number of things whether it's been extracurricular activities societies that I've involved myself in that have required me to use certain skills so because I know that I have certain skills and I've developed certain skills it's quite easy for me to be confident in the fact that you know what I can do this because even though I haven't done, you know, a specific task at a specific level, I've had experience of doing something similar before. And I think it's important to sort of leverage those skills that you've used um, as an example and to showcase why you are suitable for a particular role. So I think for me, that was really, really, really helpful, especially with a role like marketing partnerships, because my placement year actually worked within public relations. So although there are similarities there, it's still quite different. However, because of some of the extracurricular activities I've done in the past, I was able to identify sort of key skills that cut across the board. 
And I was able to leverage that experience to highlight that, you know what, I haven't necessarily done, you know, X, Y and Z, but I know that I am capable of doing this because I have these skills. Um, so that for me was really, really important to do, not just for the employer, but for myself in terms of just, yeah, just instilling confidence into myself and reminding myself that, you know what, I can do this because I am capable and I've done this before. I like that. Yeah, I see where that confidence comes from now. You know, I can I can see why you uh, you always had that that confidence. So, yeah, and I think what you said there is, is really interesting because we spend a lot of time and we talk a lot about research in the organisation and planning for them. But you need to do the same with yourself, right? But like there's there's kind of two things you need to do. You need to really identify the skills that you've developed and what you've achieved and then communicate that to someone else, to the the employer. Um, on the, the last episode that we, we, we sort of uh, released, I, I spoke to, to Kobe, who's, uh, who's been a talent acquisition professional at Nike and ASICS and lots of different organizations. And he mentioned when he was younger, he used to work at Foot Locker. And um, so Foot Locker's getting a lot of shine today. They should sponsor the podcast, potentially. Um, but he was sort of saying that, you know, he would sell a shoe, but then he would set, he would try and upsell them, you know, shoelaces and, and shoe protector and all that kind of thing. And then that's really developing, you know, cross-selling skills, mm-hmm. which is which is a little bit outside of, you know, your core, uh, your core task. And, you know, having pride in, in your sort of experience and any retail roles or anything like that you've done is really important. And then like that, you see it's it's about how you you word it and how you weave it and how you present it to someone else. And then they can say, oh, that's really relevant to us because you're going to need to sort of cross sell internally or, or whatever or or upsell people on ideas. So, you know, it's one thing to get experience. Then it's another thing to actually kind of communicate it. And then, you know, just to go off your, your placement point, because I, I did the same and I'd love to really encourage people to do placements and internships as well, because it gives you an advantage in terms of making your application more competitive. Mm-hmm. But then once you get there, I always find the people that have done the placements tend to be much better than the people, you know, <laughs> than than people who haven't. Just because of those little things, you know, like chasing people for things, you know, just basic email things, you know, meetings, all those things. Once you get rid of those, you can focus more on the core elements of the role that make the difference. Mm-hmm. So it's a massive, massive help, isn't it? So that's a, that's a really important point. Um, so we've got to wrap up pretty soon. I can't take up too much of your your precious time, but I'd love to know, you know, if there's anyone or or who's been your sort of career inspiration. And that could be, you know, a family member. It could be a friend. Uh, it could be a celebrity, a famous person. But who who in your life has kind of really inspired you from a career perspective? I think my sort of most recent inspirations have been um, an agency called Vamp. I don't know if you've heard of them. And they're a group of fairly young women, um, black women, who've started their own creative agency and they manage talent, influencers. And I think for me, I've been really inspired by just the fact that they're so young and they've managed to be so successful in a relatively short amount of time. Um, and the fact that they are occupying, you know, spaces and positions that I don't tend to really see people like myself in. So seeing that has been really, really encouraging um, in terms of seeing what potentially could be me or where I could potentially reach in my career. And I think also, especially working within the television and film space, again in terms of PR or marketing it's hard to see 
people who remind me of myself. So seeing them in those positions um, and seeing how hard they've worked and knowing that they've come from a very similar background to the background I've come from has been really great and really encouraging and very refreshing to see as well. Um, so they're definitely, I'd say, a more recent inspiration of mine for sure. Love that. That sounds great. Maybe we can get them on the podcast. You can uh, reach out and put a word in. Um, brilliant, brilliant. So, and I guess to to wrap up, I mean, is there anything that we've not shared, we've not touched on that you want to share with the audience before we, before we wrap up? Uh, the thing I probably would just reiterate again is just that placement year for me was so, so, so important and so helpful in terms of my application process. I think all the key learnings that I took away from my placement applications was so helpful um, because this time around I was able to refine my applications and just make sure that I was actually doing my due diligence because I think in the beginning with my placement search I think sometimes I was a bit almost lazy with my applications um, or certain things I just didn't know that was important for me to do so I think having that whole experience from the recruitment process to right the end of to the end of my placement was so 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 helpful and I think in terms of the confidence that you speak of in terms of me in my role now it's just helped me every step along the way um so I definitely say if anyone does have the opportunity to do a placement I would strongly 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 recommend um and even beyond that just any extracurricular activities um any societies whilst I was at university I was a president of society and I think even though it's probably one of the most stressful things I've done it taught me a great deal um even just in terms of working with people and how to negotiate on certain things and I think those are skills that can be overlooked and you might take them for granted but honestly they they do come in handy and they do count um so I'd say that yeah just don't take for granted any sort of experience you have because every and any experience is impactful and you can frame it in a way that can highlight you in the best possible light um so I'd say that's my my biggest takeaway from this yeah amazing amazing and I think there's uh there's probably a team of people at Warner Media now from uh from our community so you know if you're keen to get there as well make sure you join up and uh, subscribe to our emails and we'll do our best to help you join Elizabeth as well at that exciting organization so yeah thanks again really really appreciate it I'm um, so happy for you and what you've done so far and you know all the responsibility you've, you've taken on and yeah just wish you all the best in your career so thanks so much for coming on thank you thanks for having me it's been great to share